Welcome back to the Run Strong Podcast, episode number 148. I am in charge again today. Some may say it's a good thing, some may say it's a bad thing, but we will find out. The show is brought to you, as always, by Hoka. Get down and try on a pair of Hoka shoes. See if you like the fit. We know if they fit well, once you start running in them, you're going to absolutely love them. We all do. I do. Tom does. Marcus does. So get in there. Try a pair of Hoka shoes and see how your running will get better. <laughs> Definitely the colors bring joy to my life. Hi, Viz. Good. Previous shows, we've had some cracking shows. Last week, Five Ways to Get Better at Running had loads of good feedback on that, but it's Five Ways to Get Better at Running without running. Who doesn't want to get better at running? So there's five things you can do, tips, hacks, call it what you want to improve your running without actually putting on a pair of shoes. I was just discussing some of those points with some of the athletes at our Track Tuesday session this morning. They were relaying them back to me. Somebody was actually at track. They weren't running track, but they were watching because of this podcast. So there you go. We are influencing runners around Dubai to get better at running without running. What else do we have before that? Episode 146. The race is the cherry on top with Christoph Muse. Apologies for the audio on that. It's quite quiet. I wasn't very good with the podcasting recorder. But if you want to hear that show, I will send it to you personally louder so you can really, really hear it without having to crank the volume of your car straight up. So go back, listen to that show. His, we went to talk about the race, but we barely talked about the race. His description of it was so raw and so meaningful. You just have to go back and listen to it. I, I can't do it justice. Episode 142, we all love coffee go and listen to the show Caffeine for Training and Racing with Abby from Precision Fueling and Hydration. She talked about differences in caffeine effects, why caffeine could be good or bad in endurance training and racing, the dosage, what's too little, what's too much, different forms of caffeine you can take, when to take it, which is obviously very, very important to get the effect that you need, and how caffeine can affect carbohydrate absorption and release rates. Also, the withdrawals for pre-race, bigger race day effects. What are they going to do if you stop drinking caffeine before the race? And will it affect you? You often hear about people doing a caffeine detox to enhance the effects when they take it during race day. Is that good? Is it bad? Go back to listen to 142 with Abby and you'll find out all about it. Good. Today's show... We kicked off the marathon project at the weekend from Inner Fight. We have 10 brand new athletes, and we had two current athletes that have joined the marathon project. They are on their way to run Abu Dhabi Marathon at the end of December. So I've brought back Steph. She is now our most podcasted guest. She's going to claim <laughs> she is going to claim a new title which you're here on the show. We go through what we did with the athletes, what are some good tactics for new runners that want to run a marathon. We've got some tips for you in here. We've got how we structured our first run and session and what people's fears and anxieties were around running the marathon. Have a quick listen, find out what we did with the guys. And as always, please rate, review the show. If there's any shows that you like, share them with friends. 
If you do, I'll buy you a coffee. Excellent. Here we are talking about the marathon project. (laughs) (laughs) I actually need to talk a bit closer. I reckon stick it against your chin and then talk because we're in the gym. That's better. Will they cut this? Who knows? We are back again. (laughs) Steph, you've just said you're definitely now the most podcasted guest on this show. Confirmed. 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 Surely (laughs) it has to be. It's me. (laughs) Why are you back? Why have we got you back? Well, basically, I'm the co-host now. We sacked Tom, right? We sacked Tom. Cool. Actually, you did get a lot of good response. I had many messages saying that your your voice sounds better than Tom. It's actually crisper. Oh, interesting. People like the dynamic of male-female, I think. I'm not coming on every week. <laughs> if I send you a calendar invite... I'm flattered, invite, but you, no. <laughs> you have to come if I send you a True. calendar invite. Do you know, I think I ran past someone the other day recording a podcast on the beach track. Whilst they're running? Yes. The way he was talking... he. We literally ran past him and I said to Jack, he was recording a podcast. Like they, Really? We, he had just like um, headphones in and I'm pretty sure he was doing a podcast. That's cool. We should definitely do that. Should do that. Podcasting whilst running. Let's do it on I, Thursday. I pitched it to Tom before. Marcus has these fantastic microphones that clip onto your shirt mm. and they're Bluetooth. So you can record whilst you're running. Yeah. We should do that. Let's do it. And we could just put them on random people <laughs> just at a run and just see what happens. I have seen the session for tu- uh, for Thursday and it is definitely not a podcastable conversational session. No, it's session. not conversational pace. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to rethink. Definitely. Right. Anyways. What happened? Last weekend, at time of recording, we had 12 runners. Correct. In where we're sitting right now, actually, the Inner Fight Endurance Studio. I'm calling it Inner Fight Endurance Studio, not Inner Fight <laughs> Studio. The Inner Fight Endurance Studio Gym. We had 12 runners. What on earth were they doing here? They were here to commence their 12 week training for the Marathon Project. Perfect. What does that look like? So, we actually, you came on last time, we talked about the Marathon Project. It is a 12 week personalized run program, but community. We'll talk about what that means in a second. All geared up for the Abu Dhabi Marathon, which is the second last week of December. Yeah, the 17th of December. 17th of December. So how can we train for a marathon individually, but as a community? That's the first question. Ooh, good question. I've loaded you up. (laughs) Have. So from an individual point of view, we are coaching each one of these 12 athletes based on their own goal and where they're currently at in their training. So if they can only run 5K, 10K, they're in a very different space to someone who has previously run a marathon and is going for a sub three or something like that. So we set their training zones in training peaks, which means that we, well, it's the session we're doing on Thursday actually, is we're gonna do their threshold test. From that, we'll be, we will be able to dictate what their heart rate and paces do when they're running hard. And we'll be able to tell them and help guide them through the next 12 weeks with pacing strategies in all of their runs. So whilst they might be doing a similar run to someone else in the community or in the marathon project, it will be personalized to them because we will tell them exactly what we're expecting to see from this run in terms of pace and heart rate and things like that in order for them to train to their best capability. Then the second part of that question was from a community point of view. They, each one of these members is now integrated into Inner Fight Endurance and we have a heap of community sessions every single week in Dubai. So we have Track Tuesday every Tuesday, Tempo Run every Thursday, Long Runs at the weekend, and then we have Ladies Run Club every Monday and Wednesday. So they can jump into any of these community sessions for accountability, for a 
little bit more motivation and things like that and to meet other runners similar paces to themselves yeah we actually we did this uh we kicked off the marathon project this year slightly differently than before we actually got them to run a session as a group which i I can't think if we've kicked it off this way before we've always Mm. done a seminar and we've always introduced the program but this time before we even did any of that we started off with a run did (laughs) aka the boring run it was a boring run it was a math test and it was a really hot day (laughs) so it was was rather humid for sure and we started at 5 44 so the sun was not quite up and yeah a, a couple of them turned up and they were a bit like during the headlights when they got it in a fight and then we took them out for a run and they were all like absolutely fine but everyone looked drenched through yeah. from the humidity they so did. it was a bit of a rough start but at least it was an easy run it's interesting because all these guys are new runners it was lots of the feedback i had from that session was that they felt they were barely running at all and mm. Having a look, they obviously then sync their watches and we can see all the previous runs they've done. And they, yeah. they all fall into, if you like, the classic category of their easy runs are not easy enough yeah. and their hard runs are definitely not hard enough. Yeah. Um, so I think showing them how to run at that heart rate and them seeing, oh my God, actually. How actually this, easy it should be. This, yeah, yeah, I'm not fast at this heart rate. What, what's going to happen? And then the pace that they drop off to or their drop off rate, if you like, over that 30 minutes that we did, I think it was an eye opener to some of them of where they're yeah. currently at versus where they were perceived they were at. Yeah, so to keep their heart rate low, obviously some people did have to stop and walk for a little bit just to make sure their heart rate is coming back down or maintaining nice and low. But yeah, I think it was also good that they were doing it together because I think I've had people do this test before solo and they get so bored with it that they end up running faster than they're meant to. Their heart rate is higher than it's meant to be. But because they were all running slow and boring, they kind of, they couldn't catch the person ahead of them because they knew if they did that, the heart rate would spike. So and we were watching them. We were standing there. We they were. had to run past us. Yes. And actually, we've the way we've structured this year, all of the, the group or all of the testing sessions, we will be there at. So there is full yeah. accountability to make sure that you're doing exactly what you should be. You're pushing hard enough when you should be. And you're running fast enough when you should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we did that session. We It went really, really well, I think. Yeah. They all seemed quite happy. They were all absolutely drenched. And then we came in and we got them in to the gym and we sat them down and we went through a bit of a talk. What Was there anything, any questions that you think you were asked that new runners would benefit from? I don't understand the question. <laughs> so... <laughs> We obviously, nobody asks a question, do they? Nobody likes to be that person that, that no jumps out. No one asks it first and nobody then, then asks, it rolled. No. And so once people start to ask questions and they feel more comfortable that we're not going to vindicate them or yeah. make fun of them, which I, it's a very weird thing. Of course, we're not going to make fun of them. We're here to help them. They've, they've signed up to, to get trained for this marathon. We're there to support, but nobody wants to ask us things. But once they do start asking questions, the questions then flow don't they correct they do was there any questions let me reword was there any questions that surprised you from new runners or was it all the classic i feel like it was a lot of classic questions i think and we were prepared for them we kind of know you get the what shoes shall i wear is the most common question i think a new runner asks Mm -hmm. and we (laughs) we both 
push the shoes that we, we <laughs> actually wear. We did. But we also recommended, well, we, we told them that there is not, there's not one type of shoe that is going to magic anyone to a PB marathon. Mm-hmm. Every single runner runs differently. You're going to feel different in a different pair of shoes. And it is about finding that right shoe for you. Um, I think one of the one of the more interesting questions was was what if I'm not ready in 12 weeks that was a to really, run a marathon? I really like that question. And it was like very raw. And actually one person said it and then someone else said it to me after the seminar, even though someone had already said it. And she was like, no, but seriously, like, what, what, what do I do? And yeah, I think a lot of people training for a marathon are scared that they're not going to get ready in 12 weeks. Yeah. And that they're going to go through all of this training and not make it to the start line. There's a thousand reasons that you could not make it to the start line. There is no guarantee, but it is a journey and it's pretty exciting. And yeah, it's, yeah, I thought that was a very, very good question. A really honest question. Yeah, really honest. I think this is where the coaching side comes down to it. You need to be, as a coach and an athlete, I think you need to be in alignment, if you like. So there's... First of all, there needs to be a connection. And when we sat down, we waited and held off on who we were going to coach for the program until we'd met them and seen mm. them run and tried to get a vibe of who, even after the seminar we waited, yeah. we did. <laughs> people were asking, yeah. we're like, nope, we're not telling you. Um, so we try and balance, if you like, our coaching traits with the athlete in front of us so that, if you like, we can align with them towards their goal. Yeah. And I I think that relationship between the coach and the athlete is super important Mm. because it's, it's a two way street and we like us as coaches have to be super open with them, but we need that back as well. So yeah, like you said, we did, we didn't tell them who between yourself and me, like who was coaching who. And then, yeah, we sat down and hashed it out afterwards (laughs) of who we thought would be the best fit each way. I think we got it pretty good. Well, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we might swap halfway. Yeah, they might decide. Actually, they don't. They want might to decide. Run with yeah, us. they might. <laughs> they might ask to swap. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. <laughs> so, over the next twelve weeks, what can these athletes expect to run a lot? They're going to run actually. a lot. They're yeah. going to be running a lot. Um, but yeah, we will have other group seminars. So we'll invite them back into Inner Fight for two more seminars on nutrition and mindset and race day prep. They, to be honest, they they have access to the entire community. They don't have to utilize that if they don't want to, if they're super busy with work or family and things like that, and it's easier for them to get running in their local area in their neighborhood, then that's fine because everything pulls through into Training Peaks. We can see that. We obviously know the value of training with the community, so we recommend it. Um, And yeah, they're... I think those 12 are going to see a lot of each other because they're going to be coming to the community sessions. And you already saw it today at track. Yeah. A couple of them, they, they turn up to their first track session and they're a bit nervous, but they, they kind of like stick together. Yes. It's safety in numbers. It's quite cool. <laughs> already a sub-community yeah. is forming, right? Yeah. I think there's a very good, there's almost like shared excitement, shared fear, shared just like almost the the unknown because none yeah. of them bar one i think have ever run a marathon before yeah. um and so it's it's like right what do we do where do we go yeah. who do we, who do we run with right how fast are we running and it was yeah it was very cool to see them yeah f- quite a lot of them as well take on their first ever track session yeah 
But it's so cool like that they have each other to lean yeah. on as well. I was chatting to one of them actually after the track session and uh, <laughs> and I was just chatting to him. Another, another one of the guys turned up and then another and another. And before I knew it, there were six of us all standing talking around and we just started talking about sleep and sleep routine um, and caffeine and when to eat or when to stop drinking caffeine to help with sleep and were, were people's goals ambitious or were they not ambitious? And we are there for a good 10 minutes just talking about running and their excitement and enthusiasm for running and already making lifestyle change to complement the running is so good amazing do you know what though they we obviously talk about running all the time time. (laughs) all the time constantly but Heidi Heidi tells me to shut up stop talking you just gotta get her to run more (laughs) just make Jack (laughs) go for another run um but it they probably are not that connected to other runners, right? So all of mm. a sudden, they have this passion for running. They want to run a marathon. And now they've got a thousand people to talk to about it. Yeah. Whereas their f- other friends don't really care because they don't really get it. And if you yes. don't get it, you end up not talking about it because you're like, oh, they don't know what a five-minute pace is or a six-minute pace is. But for then sure. all of a sudden, you're thrown into a track session. Everyone's talking about running for the next hour. Yeah. They're, super excited it's like if you go to a party full of vegans all they want to talk about is being a vegan being a vegan <laughs> shout out to all my vegan friends uh, thank you <laughs> come around for dinner please <laughs> right good i have one more question for you actually um that i thought about actually i've just been in a different meeting and this question popped mm. up and so i thought i'd pitch it to you where does let me find it <laughs> I'm nervous. Just talk amongst yourselves. (laughs) Ah, there it is. How does does racing fit into an overall marathon plan? Now, the reason I'm asking this is because on the 9th of October, there is the Maidan 5, 10 and 16K race. And lots of athletes from the Interfight Endurance community are going to go to that event and they're going to race it. But how would that fit into a marathon training plan when your end goal is a marathon 12 weeks away? I think racing is a huge part of your training block for something like a marathon. This early on, so on the 9th of October, they're going to be, what, three weeks into their training. I recommend that they, because there's a a 5, a 10, and a 16. It depends on the athlete Mm. as to where they're at, whether they can tackle the 16 and or whether we should pull them back and do something like a 10 or a 5. But I think it's really important to race from even if you're running a 10 or a 5 because you have race day nerves and just the logistics of getting up in the morning and going to a race is very different to getting up and training in the morning completely agree Um, I think just from everything like if you're nervous things like eating is really hard but you know you've got to you've got to get your fluids in you've got to eat but you've like you have butterflies even going back to the day before isn't that you know what will mm, you have for dinner what time you go to bed what's your admin are you going to set your clothes out the night before do you have your bib number or do you need to collect it on the day how far is it to travel there are you going to have coffee because is the start time really really early are you going to eat before or are you going to go fast you're going to wake up every hour in the night exactly (laughs) there's there's, like you say it's very very different from just knowing that you have a hard training session the next day and i think once you're in the race even in the race village like Mm -hmm. the buzz and things like you say like getting your number and things like that you feel different on the start line of a race even if you say you're there for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you push. You definitely and do. <laughs> you run differently in a race. And there's, even if you're not racing it to come first, second or third, 
there are some tactics and things like that. Like you might want to sit on someone or run with whoever or pay, be paced or learn to negative split, and th- which is when you run the second half of your race faster than the first half of your race. Mm-hmm. So there's so many things that happen in racing that you kind of only experience through racing. So I personally think it's a very good experience for them to do it on the 9th of October and then to do something further down their 12-week training block in about week eight Mm -hmm. would be good to do something like a 16k or a half marathon if there's one locally because then you're going to be able to dial in that half marathon pace which would be slightly faster than your goal marathon pace so a bit more tempo so that then the second half of your training you're going to be able to drop down to below your training would feel easier if you had been training at tempo for a half marathon and then you can drop down to marathon pace and things like that. Even if as well you do, it might be a good opportunity if you have a marathon goal time that you want to hit to get 21K running at that marathon pace. pace, You should know that you should finish that half marathon and it should feel really, Relatively fresh, yeah. Because you've got another (laughs) another one to go. I think that is harder to do because... You're holding back. yeah. I think I would struggle to run a half marathon race at marathon pace. <laughs> I, I'd want to go. I, I don't think I'd have the discipline. I would. Is the, it's the, really hard. the issue with that is though, if you're training for a marathon, the, the marathon pacing is very, very different to half marathon yeah. pacing and fueling is completely different as well. So it's almost you're under trained for a half marathon if you're training properly for a mm. marathon. True. So you're going to underperform in that half. Oh. oh, I mean, last year Devil's I did it. Devil's advocate here. Devil's advocate. Last year I did it. I PB'd. Did you? Yeah. Which rack. one? PB'd uh, by four minutes. Yes. It was in the middle of my, it was about four weeks out from my marathon. So I did the rack half marathon in February mm-hmm. and then I ran a marathon first week of April. So it's, yeah, six weeks out actually. Okay. And I'm going to put to you though, your training was very, very different from a 12 week I did a lot of tempo. <laughs> you did a lot of tempo and you yeah. were well conditioned before True. that race. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depends how you look at it. <laughs> Please don't do what but. she did. <laughs> anyway, good. Right. I think that's 20 minutes. Bloody hell. I think that's plenty of information on what we've done. Oh, is there anything else you want to add? What else did we do? We did some strength and stability testing on the athletes. We did. So we looked at uh, their imbalances. What was the really simple test? You did a really simple test with these guys to figure out if they have imbalances when they run. What was your simple test? Really simple was we got them off their chair that mm-hmm. they were sitting on and asked them to stand on one leg and then stand on the other leg. <laughs> and we watched them basically all fall over. Yeah. <laughs> so, And a lot of them said that they just from that could tell that they they favoured one leg over the other. And usually when you ask someone to stand, you didn't say stand on your left leg, stand on your no, right leg. So you just said stand on your and leg. And they pick their favourite. And they pick their favourite yeah. leg. And then the second leg is the one that yeah. were all wobbling all over yeah. the place. And they, they wanted putting, the other one back. <laughs> putting, putting their hands on the wall. Yeah. And yeah, so it, sort of, it was a really, really simple test just to show people the importance of single leg stability mm. work. Because running is just lots and lots of single leg hopping yeah. Over and over and over again until you get to the finish line. Yeah, it's just a hop. There you go. And what else did we do? We did the five-step Sarman core test. Yes. And Tom Walker's favourite. Tom Walker's favourite. He, he did it in the strength seminar last week as well. So we got the athletes to test out their core stability and their core strength. And lots of them need to do more. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I think it just highlighted as well that you actually need to use your core mm. and what it feels like to engage your core. Yeah. And that, it, was, that, that was, feeling is very different to every single person. Yeah. Getting, getting the guys to lie on the floor and then activate their core. And then they realized, Ooh, actually when I'm standing up and I'm trying to activate it, I haven't been activating it mm. correctly. And lots of, lots of the guys just assumed their core was their abs and they didn't know it was the full trunk of the body. Yeah. So, yeah, there was some good learning in there. I'm not going to tell you exactly what we did because these guys are on a secret program. So uh, Yeah, and you, they need uh, people to sign up for the next yeah, one. <laughs> we, need, we need you guys to go and push it to your friends and family and relatives so we have some athletes at least running in Dubai as well. So if they come, they'll get that. <laughs> good, right. I think that is plenty. You will see 12 new faces. Actually, two of them you know already you'll see 10 new faces out and about in the inner fight endurance community be nice people say hello wave smile encourage them support them and you'll see them definitely in the marathon start line correct fantastic steph most podcasted guest co-host Co no, i'm just taking it <laughs> sorry tom i want my name on it I'm going to claim all of your previous work. I'm going to say the Run Strong podcast sponsored by Hoka and Puma uh, and Under Armour and Tennis and who else? Who even knows? I don't even know who I am. You don't pay for anything these days. <laughs> Nothing. I'm going to um, put this podcast in my link in, link in my bio though. Co-host. It's my new Instagram handle. Sponsored by the Radcalf Marathon. 20% uh, off Abu Dhabi Marathon. What else? I just have a lot of connections <laughs> in Dubai. <laughs> You're just jealous. Right, we are done. Good. See you later, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Bye.